Welcome back to Score Tracks, the movie score news and reviews podcast where we review some currently released movie soundtracks and a flashback soundtrack where we can take a look at a soundtrack from yesteryear. Uh, my name is Mark. I'm one of the three hosts, and I'm joined by Elaine. Hello. Elaine. And Tim. Hey, I will fulfill my responsibility and ask, how are you, Mark? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. All right. Because I don't care. Uh, you don't care? I'm just kidding. Of course <laughs> I care. I don't really care how I feel either, to be honest. It's a long day. Um, this episode, I, I know we just said that typically we review multiple soundtracks. Today, however, is our review of The Force Awakens by John Williams, and we will focus exclusively on the music as as it pertains to the soundtrack and as it pertains to uh, fitting with the film. So uh, with that... Let's get started, shall we? Yep. Um, I'll start with Tim. Tim, thoughts on on the on the soundtrack and score as it, as it uh, appears in the film? Overall, let me just say this soundtrack is absolutely fantastic. Uh, the one thing though that kind of struck me, I was a little disappointed with, uh, was in the and it's not uh, John Williams at all, actually, but the uh, uh, on Starkiller based toward the end when they're making their their new trench run. That's when. The, the soundtrack that they play is the Sherzo track. And that's one of my favorite tracks on the whole thing, and I love it. And it really felt like it was underrepresented in that scene. But other than that, though, I think I think they matched really well, and the music was fantastic. Elaine, what's your thought? It was very... I mean, it was, you know, like like Tim said, it's a, it's a fantastic soundtrack. And uh, as far as it matching the film, I think it did rather well. Um okay. Although, I did feel like this soundtrack is, mm, like, I don't know, does it feel a bit shorter to you than, like, I mean, I I know it's obviously shorter than the original trilogy soundtracks, special edition soundtracks. Um, Well, I think the tracks themselves are a shorter length than some of them. Uh, than other ones we used to get, but I, I don't know. I felt I, I was satisfied with what was there. I felt like it was enough as far as time. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I don't know. I just I feel like there wasn't as much, uh, at least on this version of the soundtrack. They, I know that there's a, a score that there, there's somewhere online where you can listen to the full John Williams score. Um, well. Let me let me just interject on that. Well, it's it, it's full it's fuller. Um, what happens with this soundtrack is this is put together as a listening experience, oh. and so when John Williams has to submit, or Disney on John Williams' behalf has to submit his score uh, for consideration for awards season for Oscars and whatnot, um, they have to pretty much take out. Anything that exists prior, they want it just to highlight the new music because if if the Academy feels that the majority of the score is just reused themes, then they may deny it for consideration. So that's why with the score that's online, and you can listen at the Disney website, um, it's in chronological order. It has added pieces that are not on the album. But it pulls away or it leaves off stuff like, uh, uh, you know, Han and Leia's theme um, because that's pre-existing music. And so it want you know, the whole idea behind that soundtrack, that version of the score is just so that the Academy voters or the people who vote can listen to the new music that's in the film. So it, you put them both together, you get a really interesting um, um, blend of, of everything. Um Okay. And there's, there's there's not the concert suites like there are in this one, so. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I, no, no. It's, that's perfectly fine. I didn't, um, because I, I kind of wondered about that. I've kind of wonder, wondered about that before because I knew that, um, I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it was the, the Hobbit scores weren't considered because they used... They occasionally use themes from Lord of the Rings. I heard that or read that somewhere. No, I kind of have mixed feelings about that uh, that ideology because part of me says you're right. You know, if it's come before, if it's already been done, 
you don't need to get an award if it already got an award for the same thing or whatever. But the other part of me says if it's reimagined and if it's changed enough or, or new enough in of itself, it should be considered because the composer didn't copy and paste. He rethought it. And that might deserve right. an award. Kind of like, um, I think a great example of this is the last track on, on this on this soundtrack that we have, um, which is uh, the Jedi Temple Steps in the finale. Um, I think that in the very end of it, you hear the Force theme and Rey's theme being intertwined, and I think that that's a creative way to incorporate the old, but yet also highlight the new. And, um, and that's, that's what the soundtrack did, you know, did really well, and it's definitely its own soundtrack, and I think it's fitting for this, for this movie and this era, because to me it sounds more modern, and I'm not sure why. I know that in Ray's theme we hear the piano, which is not something that we've often heard, if we've heard it at all, in um, previous Star Wars soundtracks. But it just, I mean, and of course it's new music, so it's going to feel fresh and different. And I think that it, it really, I think it enc- both encompasses the the spirit of Star Wars and also adds new things. So I, I think it was a success overall, very much so. Mark, how did you feel about it? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Uh, I started to get really angry in the beginning um, <laughs> when I started hearing people's responses to it, yeah. especially after seeing the movie and going, I, I didn't really hear the music in there. And I just wanted to, you know, to like grab them and say, how could you not hear damn music? <laughs> it's plain as day. There's this theme. There's this theme. There's this theme. How do you not, you know, how do you not hear all that? And I think for a lot of people, it's just, you know, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm some expert as far as, as far as watching movies and listening to the, the soundtrack, but, or the score. But for me, it's, it's such an important part. And, and while everybody else may be looking for the creature over here or who is this creature over there, I'm listening for John Williams. I'm listening for how the music, you know, plays with the scene, especially in a movie like Star Wars. So I really was able to pick it out the first time. And I had listened to the, the, the soundtrack quite a bit before I even watched, you know, the movie. So I, I knew just, you can tell that this is the music that this character is going to have or this character. And so when it comes in, you're like, Oh, that looks so good with this music. It's just perfect. Um, but you know it's one of those it's one of these things that's been on on heavy heavy rotation for me and uh you know i, I won't necessarily say what my fa- my favorite part of it is yet i don't know for to that point i think we're just doing an overview but but uh yeah i, I couldn't be happier with this um as far as it sounding newer or or current i can see that and and i don't know if it's perhaps because it's just recorded differently because it's with a different orchestra because it's you know with modern recording technology versus you know uh and, and i can only speak to the original trilogy but you know everything back then was recorded on on tape and i'm not sure if it still is that way anymore or everything's just automatically digital but i i think with any advances in in you know recording technology you lose a little bit somewhat of the old timey feel or the or the authenticness of it if that's a word but um, yeah, I, I think it's great. My, my only complaint would be the the vastly different sounding main title theme. And see, you know, I, that, it was interesting first time I heard it because I was expecting something more like what we hear through the first six, um, and I was kind of surprised. But at the same time, I, I kind of liked it because that was closer to one of the first takes that John Williams did that they eventually it changed and evolved into the one that we know. But one of the original ones, because, uh, you, you know, there were several takes of it that they scrapped. Right. And this sounds pretty close to one of those early ones. So I kind of appreciated that because that's another example of them going back to the roots like they did with the script and so many other things. You yeah, know, I would, I, think... I would agree with that. Sorry, go ahead. I think that, I think that, that the themes themselves sound... I mean, of course they sound different. They're new themes. But 
Rays especially is different be partly because of how fast it is. Like, you know, if you take, let's say, the Force theme, which is basically Luke's theme in the original trilogy, and then you take you do you take that and Anakin's theme from the prequel trilogy, I mean those are kind of more I don't know, a little slower more um I don't know, they just they just feel slower to me, whereas this one is, you know, a lot more um you know, pick up the pace kind of not not in a bad way, but it's just a little bit it feels a little bit faster to me. I can see that and and I think one of the biggest complaints I've heard about Ray's theme is that it's not exactly hummable. And I think it I can be. It. Well, I, I think it can be, but I think it's just that the orchestration isn't as simple as something like Leia's thing. Yeah. And that, I think, makes it the notes stand out more, and you can trace them more and hum them more. But I think if the orchestration, again, was if it had been more simplified and there was less going on, the notes would stand out more individually. And I think it, people would find it to be more hummable. I think for I think for most of the stuff, maybe the difference in race theme is it feels a little bit more airy. I don't know if that if, if that's uh, if you guys understand what I'm saying, but the other stuff feels more compact. This one feels more ethereal. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. I, and, and you know, I, I think with everybody, what, what a lot of people say is, "Oh, that's my favorite theme. That's my favorite theme." Uh, or that's the only one that I remember hearing in the movie, at least initially. It's not. It's not my favorite theme. Um, but I think what what you get with this, and, and this was the thought that I had, and then I heard somebody else say it uh, on a podcast, but I'm not stealing it from them. Trust me. <laughs> that with with the prequels, you had pretty much you know MTV singles of all of these songs. You had, you know, you had Duel of the Fates, you had uh, Across the Stars, you had Battle of the Heroes, and you get, mm-hmm. you got to see, you know, the music videos plus the whole concert suite of this leading up to it. So those are very, very much in your mind of the type of music that it is. And so when you go in to see this movie the first time, the only one that actually feels sort of like that is, you know, Ray's theme. It's, it's mostly a silent part of the picture. You know, you just get to hear the music and see her do little actions here and there, whether she's scavenging or whether she's sliding down the hill. And so that one, it feels like that's the reason why people pick up on them because you're forced to listen to the music and watch the picture. You don't have to really pay attention to what the dialogue, what being said, it's just like a silent movie and it propels you that way. I think that besides the fact that it is a good track or or a good piece of music, I, I think that's one of the reasons why it is so, favored and, and, and liked by so many people is because it's the one that they listen to and see, you know, together it's the one that they're able to pick out the easiest. Yeah, I, d- I definitely uh, see that and I also think that it's it's early on enough that it was one of the first things because, you know, Resistance March has some times where it's a very obvious theme, but that's later on. And I think since her theme is so early on in the movie, it's one of the first things to hit you. And in addition to what you said, maybe that's why people are finding it to be more memorable. Early and it's layered in many different ways throughout the film. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that um, in that same vein, another track that is really easy to remember is um, Kylo Ren's, the music that always accompanies Kylo Ren. Uh, Oh, that's my favorite. It's very strong and it's that one is very easy to hum. I mean, it's like it's it's just it's there whenever he should. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, and it's intimidating, yeah. you know, with that it is. with his shuttle. It's got like 90 foot wings and blah blah blah. And whenever it shows exactly. up, I'm like, oh crap. You and know? like you were saying, we hear that music. I mean, not only because it's just naturally an intimidating piece of music, but because when whenever it shows up, there's silence. Well, not not complete silence, but there's no dialogue, at least, when that theme is going on. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's very it, it's very horror movie esque. It, it reminds me of of you know old Universal horror movies or or Hammer films, to where it just got this eerie, foreboding sort of monster quality to it. And, and you know, I love I love horror films, so for me, that may be one of the reasons why it appeals to me so much. But I think it's just a, just 
a perfect five notes. Um, yeah, and it's they're very piercing. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Another track that is really intense, and it's probably it's it's probably because the scene that it accompanies is so intense. But I mean, you have to give credit to the music going on. It's the scene where, spoiler, uh, mm-hmm. Han Solo gets run through by Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. I mean that that music going on right there is just it's kind of um it has this kind of ripple sound to it and it's just it's just it it keeps ramping up and it just magnifies the intensity and it's it's a really incredible piece of it i mean it's it's a showcase of how music can really up the ante really up the tension in the scene because if that scene had had not had that music, it would not have been as intense. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I think there was not a single person watching that scene, not knowing what was going to happen, who was not extremely emotional, at least to some extent. And the music really plays on that and adds to that, which is exactly what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And And... Frankly, this is actually something that John Williams once said, and I think it applied to that scene, which is that sometimes silence is an instrument, and I think that works there also. Well, there was uh, my my son. Um, he pretty much had spoilers, you know. He he knew what was going to go on, but I'm listening to the, my 12 year old and I are listening to the music, and you know, I said, "Okay, tell me when the, it happens," just by listening to the music, and he hadn't seen it. And so when it gets to that point, he's like, right here. And I said, yeah, that's exactly right. That's where it wow. happened. And you can tell just by listening to the music without it. So yeah. so obviously somebody did his job right. Obviously. Because <laughs> I had doubts. Oh, I so. tried. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, you were going to ask us, uh, I know you had talked about, before we started recording, you had talked about asking us a question. Yeah, um... Frankly, I think, well, first off, let me say (laughs) that overall, and this is a very big statement to make, and I'm fully aware of that, but I think this soundtrack for me is one of the best things that Williams has done in his career. Not necessarily the best, but it is one of the best that he's done, both from an emotional side and the technicalities behind it are like astounding to me. So I absolutely love that. So it's very hard to answer this question, but if you have to pick one moment where the music and the film come together and it's your favorite musical moment in the film, what do you think you would pick? Let's go with Mark first. A single scene? Yeah, or, or just some some moment. It doesn't have to be a whole scene. Just some moment with the music and the film together. You know, I, already, I said it earlier, and it's going to sound like a cop-out, but every time Kylo's theme comes on was just hmm. a highlight for me. Yeah. Every single time. Um, if we have to talk about a scene itself, it, you know, it's the, the whole part on the bridge uh, between Kylo and, and Han. So, I, you know, I don't know why the Kylo's theme is, had such an impact on me, and it was the one that I picked up on first and, and liked so much. Wait, you know what? There, I'm, let me throw in another one. Um, Wait a minute, you gotta leave some for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll go to it if you guys don't pick it. So okay, go ahead. Oh, me? Yeah, um, yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go, girl. <laughs> um, I think my favorite. Let's see. Of course, the scene where Mark. <laughs> my fault. Um, I really like. Okay, so there are a couple. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say um, the moment where Ray holds out her the lightsaber to Luke at the end. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, I think I would have liked. I don't know like a bit more of the force theme at that time if it had been possible that would been possible I don't know if that would like like the way that that ended it kind of it did the force theme and then it kind of went down and then it went back up again and that was a little bit jarring but um I mean it's a you know 
I know what you mean, but at the same time, some of those shots were just a little too long for me. So yeah. I, I don't exactly yeah. mind that it, it wasn't longer. I don't need to see you walking up steps again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I... Okay. So, I mean, that one really had emotional effect. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Albeit the fact that it was a little too long. Um... But then the other scene that I kind of liked was when Ray was in her um, her AT AT, mm-hmm. and just the way that just a very there's a very pretty piece of music that plays during that part, and I really like it. I mean, just kind of I don't know, it just it just works. Okay, well I'm gonna say Java Flow. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> although I do wish they would release that. But anyway. Yeah. I, I'm going to say my favorite was uh, when Kylo and Ray are both reaching out for the lightsaber and Ray gets it and they play the Lars Homestead oh. music. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, Can I take yours? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Just the music itself, of course, is fantastic. We already knew that. But also, I really like the implications because uh, get ready for this brilliance here. It occurred to me that... When that music is played in A New Hope and when it's played in The Force Awakens, it's at the same moment for the characters because for both of them, that's the moment of, okay, my life's changing. I'm going to be a Jedi now. Or, or more or less Jedi. Just I'm gonna, This is the course I'm pursuing in my life. And that music signifies that moment for both of them, Luke and Rey. So I really like that connection. You know, I definitely agree with that. I, I, I think it's intentional that they, that they use that. Oh, absolutely. Has to be. I mean, it has to be. I yeah. mean, it's John Williams. It has to be intentional. Yeah, well, but he composed a different piece for it, for that scene. <laughs> so I think, I think that you know, and the and the the different music for it is on the soundtrack. It's just, I think J.J. Abrams wanted to drive a point home and may have fallen in love with the temp music that he put there or whatever the situation is. But it works really well, and I agree with you, Tim. On so there are, like I said before, there are obviously quite a few moments, but if we all had to pick one. So, so Mark, what was the other one you were going to say? Oh, um, when, when um, Poe Dameron is do- doing his uh, flyboy, mm. you know, super flying oh, and shooting yeah. everything. Yeah, and it's got awesome. his theme, you know, it's got, it, got Poe's theme that, you know, you really only heard once before when they were escaping, you know, the Star Destroyer. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a great theme. I hope, I hope they bring it back, but... I really like that point, that part, and sadly, it's only on the, it's only on the uh, for your consideration one stream on the yeah. site that that piece of music is not on the soundtrack. I know. I re- I'm really hoping that they come out with a complete, and that's nothing against this soundtrack, but a complete 100% everything that's in the movie is on this. So that includes uh, the Imperial March when they show Vader's mask, and it includes things like Java Flow, and because you know we had the Cantina music with Episode Four. And I just, I want, if it's music for the movie, I want it. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will. Yeah, it's I hope so. kind of what they do, so. I hope so. Um, now, I have a question for you guys. Um, now that you've heard, now that we've all heard the soundtrack for The Force Awakens, uh, what, is there anything you're hoping for from Episode 8? I know, Mark, you wanted a First Order March and we got a resistance march, but we didn't really get anything from the bad side, you know, as far as um, a real theme for the First Order. So, And, and you know, and, and I think there is something there, like at least a genesis or something. I'll have to have somebody smarter than me definitely break it down to where it's like, okay, that's what it is. But it feels like there's parts of, of you know, First Order music in there. Uh, but that's what yeah. I still want. I, I, I still want, you know... I still want a first order march. Yeah, I feel like they Williams could have thrown in their pieces of something that could be if you build them together, it would make one cohesive first order march, which is like you mark, I would like that. Um but yeah, that's something we don't have yet. And so yeah, I would like that and <laughs> I would love to have Han and Leia's theme full blast, but I really doubt that's going to happen. <sighs> so, yeah, I think we're done. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure because that's the one thing I love when they when he does Han and Leia's theme, 
in the movie. I really love it, but as good as it is, there's still a part of me that wanted it more full blast like we got in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if if there's a concert version of that somewhere that you start hearing. It's kind of a a, a modern, you know, when he plays live like with Marion's thing, but for now, unfortunately, that's all we have, so. Sorry, Lynn, go ahead. That's okay. Um, I think what I want is I kind of want it to be kind of how um, just for it to take a little more time with things. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like given, I feel like the episode 8 is going to be leaning on the more mythical, spiritual side of Star Wars. Just based on what we've heard. Um, Lawrence Kasdan said it was weird. Um, <laughs> uh, John Boyega said it was much darker than The Force Awakens. And of course, we're obviously going to see Luke a lot. And um, so I just feel like it could really take its time and really simmer and, and let, let those themes or new themes really simmer and kind of, um, I don't know, just... I know that in Empire Strikes Back we get more scenes that are longer and quieter. Like, for example, um, some scenes on Dagobah, some scenes on the Falcon, um, and then of course Han and Leia's theme. And I just kind of, I want something like that for for Episode Eight. I just want it to, to, to take its time more. You know, and that, that's yeah, that's that's not for the that's not to the you know, I'm not uh, bad-mouthing The Force Awakens at all. I mean, that's the type of film it was. It was a fast-paced film, or faster-paced, and it, it needed a, you know, a good... <laughs> a good, you know, action, more action-based soundtrack. But I feel like the next film will take a different tack. And I just, you know, I want to have... I want to have that feel now. You know, we've had the more action flick. I want the more... Um, a little less action, a little more conversation, drama, drama emotion, that kind of stuff. What did you say, Tim? Oh, nothing. Conversation. Um, <laughs> no conversation would work too. <laughs> uh, you know, the good news is I think when John Williams comes back to do episode eight, because I'm planning on that, unless something changes, <laughs> he's definitely going to do what the movie calls for. You know, that's that's what he does. He writes oh, music absolutely. for what the movie needs. So if that is how the movie turns out, then that's the music we're going to get. So I, I would look well, forward to that, you too. All, now you all know how I want episode 8 to be. Like. <laughs> yeah. let, let me throw out a couple of themes that you guys, like a quick round of what you thought. There was, uh, it's like the Falcon. When it doesn't exactly have a theme, but when it's flying around for the first time, you hear like the Rebel theme. And uh, What would you guys think of that? Mm, that, was, that was nice. Indiana Jones uh, heavy. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. I see that. At least it, it felt like there was a lot of stuff with, uh, what was it? Uh, I, I, off the top of my head, I don't remember the track. But from Temple of Doom, there's a whole nocturnal, um, uh, there's a word that's popping in my head, I don't want to say it, but it's, it's nocturnal something or other, to where uh, Indy and Willie Scott are having their argument back and forth, and some of that music is uh-huh. definitely in there. Yeah, I, I you, definitely see that. Yeah, so good. that 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 pops to mind. So so if, if the Falcon has a theme that has reminiscence uh, reminiscences or whatever the word is of you know Indiana Jones, that works for me. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Very good uh, observation. And that's Thank kind you. of the same thing, the same idea with I think with the Resistance March. I think you kind of hear a little, and this may just be me, but uh, hear echoes of Jurassic Park. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, it's the same. It's the same composer, so you know, it wouldn't be surprising. I mean, things are coming from the same brain. It's the way he thinks when he writes, so it's quite possible. Um, another one I want to throw out is the ways of the Force. What about that? That's the whole. That's uh, the whole track where they're fighting. Yeah, but mainly the the Force theme in that track. I. Uh, it's. Fine. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> that that. Well, I mean, it doesn't. I have no problem with any of the uh, any of the, the soundtracks as far as that right. Not, it, I think sometimes, and I hate to say it, but when they start using when they start using 
previously existing themes, it starts to throw me off a little bit. Mm. Because I'm so used to these themes corresponding with certain characters. And so when you start hearing this and, it, and it's somebody else, it's like, uh, okay, I know that music, but you know, it, it doesn't pop out to me as much as the new stuff has. Yeah. I, I noticed that a few times actually with the um, uh, prequels sometimes. Not that often, but some similar thing where I noticed the track and I'm like, that's supposed to, like, t- for me, that goes with a specific person and you're not that person. But that was me. Oh, I still love the prequels, of course. The soundtracks are absolutely amazing. Just <laughs> throwing that out there. Um, f- for me, in The Ways of the Forest, I the one moment in that that I thought was the best was uh, when Kylo and Rey are holding both their lightsabers, one's into the ground, the other's in the air. You know, that's an awesome shot. Mm-hmm. And the theme that goes with that, it feels very strong. And it's it's the Force theme, but there's a bit of darkness to it at the same time, which is cool because it's light and dark at the same time, which is what the, is going on in that scene. So I think that's awesome. What about uh, Shirzo for X-Wings? Wait a minute, oh. wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say something real quick about okay. Ways of the Force. When I and this is, I, I think it's part part listening and part viewing experience. But when I watch that scene, and you hear the end of the Force theme, you know where they go. Um, do 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 do. You know, um, I keep wanting it to switch scenes when it ends, but after it ends, that scene continues. And I guess it's because... You mean the Lars Homestead music? Yes, that part. Mm-hmm. Um, where, it's, where it's ending, I keep expecting... TIE Fighters. <laughs> I, I don't know, like... Da, 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 and yeah. I don't know, I just... It, and it's not that I want that specifically, I just keep wanting it to change scenes. I guess right, because right. that's what I'm used to. I'm used to it transitioning into something else entirely. Yeah, I see and that. it kind of does, but it's still the same scene, and that may just be me. But no. Anyway, that's what I wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, yeah, shares of for X wings. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I I, I I just love that type of music. You know, obviously, it's not his first time he ever had a Sherzo in a in a you know. Uh, movie, especially with Cherzo for motorcycles and Indiana Jones Last Crusade and it definitely has that same sort of you know vibe to it. But great stuff. As soon as I, I so go ahead. I no, I it, it's okay. I'm gonna be brief. I don't really remember how that one goes. Oh, okay. So <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> as soon as I saw the word Cherzo on a track for one of the Williams uh, anything by Williams much less or much more Star Wars. I got immediately excited because if anyone's going to do a share zone and pull it off to this level, it's going to be John Williams. And that track is just so fantastic. For me, I've listened to it and I've thought, I'm like, okay, to make this better, what should be changed? And I cannot come up with anything at all. I mean, I'm not John Williams or anything, but you know, my opinion is nothing can be changed to make it any better. Now, I know I don't know what a what a Sherzo is, and I'm not sure that maybe some of our listeners don't know either. So, could someone explain what a Sherzo is? It's it's kind of hard to explain. Mark, you want to take a shot at it? Well, what is it supposed to be like? What's the general idea? Don't you throw it at me like that. <laughs> What? You know, I, I think the whole I think the whole idea is is a sort of a oh God. You know, explain it in lay people terms. Well, this is when you separate the men from the boys. Okay, oh, because <laughs> this is one of those things that I am not a music, you know, composer. I'm not a. I just know that it's sort of a. It almost feels jaunty. Does that make okay. any sense whatsoever? Yeah, no, I think that's a pretty good way to put it. I mean, that's the only way I can categorize it, because because Elaine, you you have you seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Yes. Okay, so do you know the scene where Indiana Jones and his father are escaping on the motorcycle? Yes, but I that don't piece of mu- music. Okay, well that piece of music's called Cherzo for Motorcycle, and for um, me that's one so, of the best parts of that soundtrack too. Absolutely, and it sort of bounced to it, and I don't know if that's the you know the standard 
definition of a Cherzo, but it sort of feels like oh, okay, it's wait, got a bounce I, or a jaunt. I googled it, and <laughs> I found a... Okay, this is a definition <laughs> by Merriam-Webster, and it says, a sprightly, humorous, instrumental, musical composition or movement commonly in quick triple time. So there you go. Jaunty was a good description. Then I guess I was right off the top of my head. <laughs> and also, I think a lot of the time, not that it has to be this way, but I feel like it is often associated with some sort of significant theme, whether it's the hero or the protagonist or something, but there's some sort of um, heroic or you know identifiable theme going at the same time. Well, um, another site, uh, Wiktionary, says that uh, what the heck is dictionary? <laughs> I, I don't know. It just showed up. Um, is this where you can decide what the definition of a, a, a of a word is? I guess like Wikipedia, but for dictionary. Okay. Um, it says <laughs> from Italian "scherzo," which means joke and play, or from "scherzare" oh, to joke, jest. So it's like, and then it says. From Lombardic scherzan to jump merrily, enjoy oneself. Just. There we go. So it's like a jaunty, merry piece. Jump merrily. In in the middle of uh of uh killing and fighting. There we go. Now I'm gonna have to play that and jump around and see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Um, Any others you want our comments on? I think we went the, through most of the significant themes already. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, they consider Snoke a significant theme, and it's a concert piece okay. that's on the album. Okay, I have a soapbox to go on that when you're done. It, it, it's very reminiscent, and, and I know the whole theory is out there on the internet that the same music that plays, the same music Plagueis, or whatever the heck. It's just, it, it's nothing that, des- it, it's not something that deserves its own, I don't know, I, I could I could have done without this being a track on the CD. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that goes on, really. It's pretty straightforward, pretty monotone. It's, you know, I mean, it's good, and especially at the very end, I like the little quick insertions of of the strings and all that. It's good, but it's not, um, well, it's not very hummable unless you just do one consistent type of hum. Yeah, but I would have to say my soapbox goes a little bit on what you said, Mark, which is the whole... This is not. I'm not going to go about the theory that Snoke is Plagueis, whatever. If you think that, fine. Um, but there are people who are saying that the Snoke track is proof that he is Plagueis, and I'm, no, it is very much not. And I mean, it, it doesn't really make any sense. Wh- which situation do you think is more likely? Situation A, that it's just an ominous theme with a baritone choir, and since it's so ominous it goes for the new bad guy as it does for when the emperor is trying to turn Anakin to the dark side and it's kind of similar to the emperor's theme there's a consistency there between the three trilogies of darkness Mm. and it's coming from the same (laughs) composer well yeah horror movie right there (laughs) yeah really that's what Star Wars is all about (laughs) darkness no parents anyway sorry (laughs) But there, there's hypothetical A. Hypothetical B is that J.J. Abrams said, okay, we're going to make Snoke Plagueis, but we're not going to hint at it in this movie, and I'm going to have no control over what Ryan Johnson and Colin Trevorrow are going to do. But we're going to make it so that it's that situation anyway. And I'm going to go to John Williams and tell him to make the theme similar to what he did in the prequels to hint at everybody that he's Plagueis, even though we're not going to touch that. And I just, no. You know, that's not really how it works. Yeah. So anyone no, who takes that as evidence, just please don't. Well, J.J. Abrams is executive producer of episode eight. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's not. Ryan Johnson's writing the script. True. Yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with you. I think, and I know that we we listened to the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack. I think it was the last episode or the episode before last. But I honestly can't remember what the track that plays when Palpatine and Anakin are having their conversation in the opera house. I can't remember what it sounds like. Other than it's obviously, you know, something dark and moody. Um, right, right. 
So, in, you know, I mean, back to the, back to talking about the soundtrack itself, uh, the track itself, um, I don't know, I mean, it's, I feel that Snoke overall as a character was not, did not come off in the right way for me, and I think that his, his track would have worked better if, would have translated better if the character had adopted more, had been more like the track. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like, like the right. track kind of was reminiscent of his room, not necessarily him, but his environment. That's a good one. That's really? a good one. Yeah, like his little, uh, his, the hall where he's, his holograms yeah. at. It, it feels like, you know, musical ambiance. Oh, right? yeah, because it's so big, yeah. It's big right. and it's dark and echoey. Almost and... like a, yeah, like a dark cathedral. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. So I may perhaps if we see Snoke himself, not the hologram, but if we see Snoke himself, he'll have more of a prominent theme, or, or perhaps it'll match a First Order theme. You know we will. We'll see. You know we'll see him. Well, yeah. See. Damn, Snoke. <laughs> Snoke and mirrors. All right, well. Snoke and Mifika. A- anything else you guys wanted to point out? No, I... The the soundtrack's great. I, I think everybody just needs to listen to it. I, you know, listen to it. I think the job of a good soundtrack is if you can listen to the soundtrack and remember scenes from the film, they've both done their jobs. Yep. So mm-hmm. so certainly with this, I'm listening to this. Going, oh, that's that scene, or that's the scene, or I can't wait till this music comes in because yeah, there it is. And so I think it's done its job. And and Williams is the master of that of painting pictures with sound. So great job. Bravissimo. All right, Elaine, any, any last thoughts? It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know... Well, you can say, really. You, yeah. I mean, if you... I mean, again, kind of like in the same vein of what Mark was saying, I mean, if you can... To me, if you watch a movie and you can't remember... If, if, if you can't remember any of the music... I mean, the first time I watched it, I didn't remember a whole lot of the music, if any... I was probably probably because I was more cons- I was more focused on the, the the action than what was the the music in the background. But by the second time, you know, you begin to I began to recognize Ray's theme, Kylo Ren's theme, and if you can recognize themes from a movie, if they if they stand out to you, then you know again the soundtrack is doing its job because. If it just kind of fades into the background, it's usually, and if you don't remember it at all, it's usually because it's kind of mediocre. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one thing we didn't bring up is, we talked about the main theme a little bit, but I also really like the attack on the uh, Jakku village. Especially the first part where you got the stormtroopers and the transports and and their landing. Uh, That whole thing, that also is fantastic, and and I love the strings and all of that. It's it's awesome. Yeah, and it's much more solid on, on that. That uh, for your consideration version, I think. There are a few things I think that are, but as you pointed out early on, they, they have different purposes. Right, right. I mean, you notice that there's no main title on that version because you know everybody's heard it, so they want to steer away from it. But, but yeah, it, it's good to listen to them together. So, okay, well, we have a couple emails. Um, the first one I will read. It's a pretty good analysis from Matt Appleby. And Hi, Matt. Hey, Matt. Uh, yeah. Matt. He says, The TFA soundtrack is amazing with some standout tracks that can stand up to anything from the prequels, and in time, some tracks may grow as near and dear to our hearts as some of the classic trilogy. Bray's theme is the clear standout track. It does a great job weaving many musical elements like bells and winds, etc., together to tell the story of Ray's journey through the film. Its complexity also matches Ray's depth as a character. The March of the Resistance is also really good. I especially like how it seems familiar to the Trade Federation March in The Phantom Menace. Given Williams' skill, I imagine that was done intentionally, so I wonder what that means. Who's Cheers, this guy? Matt Appleby. Yeah, he should come on and like host his own <laughs> podcast. <please. laughs> Alright, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Sherzo for X-Wings is fun in the way that it goes back and forth between staccato beat and the main theme. 
Jedi Steps and Finale is great for the way that it implies a long journey and its uncertain goal. It's also fun to hear the Force theme combined with Rey's toward the end, which, Elaine, you pointed out before. And I uh, hope that wasn't too long. Thanks, Matt Appleby. That was not too long. I enjoyed that. Thank you, Matt, for sending that in. Thank you, Matt. Seriously. <laughs> Matt, yeah, uh, we, like, really we may have you on as a, We may have you on as a guest host one time. My goodness. <laughs> that, that was that was. I, I felt dumber every time uh, you threw something <laughs> out there. Yeah, sure. That's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Our other email is from the kind of famed uh, Johnny Grasso. He says, What is up, Tim, Elaine, and Mark? Great to see you all back and cannot wait to play some more Battlefront and get Keeping Up with the Joneses going. So although music really isn't my thing, I do enjoy how it fits in films like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Jaws, pretty much anything, and all John Williams' work. My question is, including all Star Wars films, Indiana Jones films, and Jaws, Rank your top scores by film. For example, number one, Star Wars, episode four. Number two, Jaws, number three, Star Wars, episode three, and so on. Um, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to do it right now. Well, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You were going to say something. Yeah, well, I was going to say, uh, Johnny, instead of answering right now, what we're going to do is uh, we've been talking about doing this, and for our next episode, we will... The three of us will be working together, and we're going to read you guys and release uh, score tracks, top ten scores of all time. I and... have them all right now. <laughs> well, I mean, you can go ahead, but um, no, I'm just to, to I'm answer just to answer his question, I'll say listen to next week's episode, and you'll get uh, you'll get a top ten from all three of us collectively. Excellent. With that, thank you very much for the emails. Uh, we appreciate it. Send all your emails or thoughts to uh, score tracks. Uh, at score tracks on Twitter. We'd be more than happy to read them uh, on the podcast. And uh, what we like to do every week is do recommendations. So we'll start with Elaine. Elaine, what's your recommendation for this episode? My recommendation is a little show from the eighties and nineties called mystery science theater 3000. I thought you were going to say growing pains. (laughs) Gosh, no. Um, (laughs) I thought you almost cursed right there. That was amazing. <laughs> All right, um, go ahead. Sir. Well, I recently discovered this. My cousin uh, introduced it to me when I was on a trip visiting her and her family recently. And um, so it, the premise of it is this guy and his two robots, they're on this, they're on this space station, and the other two guys don't like him, so they ship him off into into space on a on a rocket and they he has they send him bad sci-fi movies and he has to watch all of them and they and they are supposedly studying how he reacts to them and stuff like that and he can't come home until he's until they've finished sending him all the bad sci-fi movies and so basically an entire episode most of an episode is him and you see the silhouette of him and his two robots sitting in a theater, and then you see the the bad sci-fi movie in the background like it's on a theater screen. And they're making commentary all throughout the whole thing, and it's really funny. Um, plus, if you're, you know, interested in getting a little more experience in what sci-fi movies were like a few years ago, kind of get in touch with that side of pop culture, um... It's a great way to, you know, because it it makes it, it. You watch the movie, but you're also making. They're also making fun of it at the same time, so you can laugh at it. Um, and you can. And a really great thing about this is you can find it on YouTube, so it's completely free. Okay. So. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. So, All right. So, who goes next? Mark, you go next. I go next. Tim, no, Tim. You, well, you know what? I'm going to go next because I have a feeling that you have something grandiose to talk about. Oh well. <laughs> okay. Don't get your hopes up that high. But I think it's. Cool. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me just say that my discovery, or uh, you know, it's not even discovery. It's it, it's our a reawakening. Let's put ah, it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Is that very recently uh, they've released all the different uh, Star Wars soundtracks again in Ultimate Collections? Oh yeah. Now one of the one of the ones was the Sony, the long the long phrase, and I might not even get it right. It's a Star Wars 
Sony Ultimate Digital Collection. It's pretty much six Star Wars albums. It's Phantom Menace, it's Attack of the Clones, it's Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And it's $49.95 or $49.99 on Amazon right now. I just checked. <laughs> but the beauty of it is that A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi are all the original album versions of the score. So you don't have the special editions of it. You have oh. the way it was originally on the LPs. And it's remastered. And it sounds yeah. gorgeous. And so when you listen to it, the edits are a little bit different. They have may have this music from one scene paired with this music from another scene. But John Williams put it together that way. It's a musical listening experience, and it's entirely different than listening to the special edition soundtrack. And this is what I grew up with. This is what I love. You know, I love all of it, but this just brings back memories, and it's so wonderful to listen to it this way, and especially with such fantastic clarity. So my suggestion, $49.99, no tax because it's digital. Pick it up on Amazon.com if you don't have it. Uh, but strictly just for the LP versions of uh, yeah. of the original trilogy music, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, definitely agree. I have the vinyls for the original trilogy soundtrack sometimes more than once, and they're fantastic. But they are not remastered, and they it, it sounds like vinyl, which is awesome. But like I said, they're not remastered, and what you you're the saying vinyls sounds right now? fantastic. Yeah, hipster. Yeah. <laughs> They're Hipster. awesome. They're awesome. You have you have a mustache too, huh? <laughs> that you can twirl. Hey, we, we said we weren't going to talk about that. All right, all right. Put your top hat away. What's your recommendation? <laughs> um, so my recommendation is, and Mark and Elaine, I need you both to do this for your own sakes. Okay, go to YouTube oh and right. look up a guy. His name is Marco Cerbella, C E R B E L L A. All right. He does some fantastic stuff it's it's awesome okay he has like a it's he does it from his room in his house youtube videos but he has like a double deck keyboard and a foot pad with a bunch of pedals that he does and all this and it's electronic obviously but he's like a one-man orchestra because his whole body's his feet his hands everything's moving to make music and a lot of his a lot of his videos are classical pieces of music but he also does do some soundtrack stuff some other things like michael jackson even but yeah, i he does... see i see jurassic park and star yeah. wars medley on here yeah he's done those i listen to those he has a few john williams themes like the olympic themes he also has um, back to the future which is sylvester he has one of zimmer's um pirates of the caribbean he has some stuff by Morricone. uh and yeah it's really fantastic so i recommend looking that up and listening to them and i, I think he does a fantastic job and uh it's fun fun to watch spell out that spell out that last name again for the listeners c-e-r-b-e-l-l-a cerbella c-e-r-b-e-l-l-a yes awesome i'll definitely listen to it uh, or check it out after uh, after the show uh and, and with that tim yes you have done a, a fantastic job as uh, leading us tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so guys for being you... on, as always. Oh, we love you, Tim. Excellent job, Tim. You have a special place in my heart. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll uh-huh. take it. I'll take it. <laughs> you better take it. I'll, I'll come find you wherever you're at. Where's the thump thump? <laughs> With that, why don't you take us out, uh, Tim? I, uh, All right. I'll leave the news up to you. All right, Elaine, where can they find you if they want to talk to you or hear your opinions or any of that on the internet? Well, you can find me on Twitter at T-V-E-I-T-L-I-G-H-T 25. And if you like Star Wars, which I hope you do, you just listen to this whole episode about (laughs) Star Wars. Um, I write uh, articles about Star Wars at dorksideoftheforce.com. So check that out. Awesome. All right, Mark, where where are you going to be? You can find me at uh, on Twitter. You can find me at Griddlemarks, G-R-I-D-D-L-E-M-A-R-K-S. Uh, we do score tracks. We do, um, we just, well, I, I'd rather not get into it, but our, our <laughs> podcast coming soon. Uh, <laughs> what is it, podcast what? 
Oh, you mean podcast two one eight seven? Yeah, I'm Thank not even you. on there. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I know, I know. I, uh, all the all this anger popped in my head for, for a two hour <laughs> recording that that didn't appear. So, anyways, yeah. podcast two one eight seven will be appearing shortly. Uh, I also occasionally do some some uh, writing for makingstarwars.net. Uh, we will be starting up our tops car trader articles again very shortly. I've been missing uh, that and. And I am also, you can listen to me right now on the second episode of uh, Keeping Up with the Joneses, which is making Indie.net. It's the new Indiana Jones podcast. All right. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Trooper underscore five. You'll find me tweeting a lot about Star Wars, uh, maybe some articles like Mark that I do for making Star Wars.net. And you'll also find me tweeting a lot about soundtracks because i'm on a certain uh soundtrack podcast you're listening to and you'll probably see a lot about brian tyler doing now you see me too because he's recording that right now at abbey studios yeah, and I, i'm very I, very excited to say the least i saw all his facebook stuff and tweets about it it's yeah. pretty pretty exciting I, I, I am i said on twitter the other day I, I honestly i'm more excited about that than i am uh Displaz rogue one score uh i'm very excited well, sure. about both <gasps> but but i mean uh Brian Tyler. I mean, you haven't on. heard uh, Despot scoring it, though. No, but I've Not heard his other scores. And he's really good. <laughs> he, he's really good, but uh, he's not Brian Tyler to me. And Now You See Me is one of my favorite scores that Brian Tyler's done. It's so, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so that's where you can find me. And also follow the Twitter account for the show, if you'd like, which is at ScoreTracks. If you want to send us an email, like we had a couple emails today, you can send those to scoretracksshow at gmail.com. What about our sponsor? Sponsor is the Film Soundtrack Center, uh, which is filmsoundtrackcenter.com. And speaking of Brian Tyler, one of their most recent things was an interview with him, which was pretty awesome. Excellent. And quick shout out to uh, to Matt on the yes, internet. Absolutely. Uh, and, and to and to Jared for Jared? for the wonderful Johnny. Gift. Johnny Grasso. Johnny. No, 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 no. This is something different. Oh, Matt oh. had the brilliant so idea that Junkie XL or Tom Holkenberg, oh. I think it's right, <laughs> yes, should yeah. score a potential Boba Fett movie. And I wasn't really on board with it until I started listening to Fury Road today and picturing a potential Boba Fett movie in my mind. And I want it. And I want it now. And so I don't know if anybody out there likes Junkie XL. You know, he did a fantastic job on fury road i think his music for 300 um rise of the empire was fantastic as well and he did some great work with with hans zimmer but man just just imagining a potential boba fett movie with the music from fury road has got me excited probably not gonna happen but if i can dream it into reality I... I, I, let's hope it does yeah, you know, I okay. think it's largely dependent on who the director is going to be with you know that goes on with like pretty much every film that goes on we can only hope. I don't want a Boba Fett movie. I'm just saying. Okay, just you can exit the podcast now. <laughs> I want now. a Kenobi movie. I have lived longer than you. I have been a Star Wars fan before you were born. I want my Boba Fett movie. Do not make me angry. I would but be pretty got, happy. You with got the Boba an Fett. animated short in the holiday special. That doesn't. Count. That was the first time you ever saw Boba Fett. Well, you see? had you had six seasons of the Clone Wars, please, girl. <laughs> I'm snapping my fingers in a Z right now. Oh no! Yes, I did. Well, I do agree with you. I would like a Boba Fett film, but you know, that's kind of scary right now. He agrees with me more. I would also Whatever. like a Kenobi movie. <laughs> I would too. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, again, you know where you can contact us if you have any questions. And we hope to, uh, we hope to have you listening next time. Thanks a lot. Yep. See you next time. We'll be doing our top 10 score tracks films of all time. See you then.